Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What did Paul say? Their end is destruction. See, that's why Paul had tears. That's why the psalmist says, be careful, be careful. You have to have a real relationship with God or your final destination will be separation from God forever. It's not a joke. It's the lives of men and women. God's goal is to get you to heaven. Satan's goal is to keep you from heaven. It's always our choice. Have you ever had a conversation with someone in the church about what they believe and what they said just seemed kind of off? What they believed didn't quite jive with what you knew that the Bible taught. The Apostle Paul warned the Philippian church about such people. In teaching from these passages, Pastor Mark is reminding us of the need to know what the Bible says. This will prevent being deceived by those within the church who, whether they know it or not, are agents of Satan sent to derail the faith of true believers and get them back on the road to hell. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with his continuing study called Role Models. One of God's basic values is marriage. One man, one woman for life. How about friends for benefits? 100% against God's value. How can a godly person feed their mind on that and expect to be wiser? Impossible. We don't realize how much we're influenced by the things we watch and read and the people we're around. So God says, if you want to hang around foolish people, you're going to bring harm to your life. But if you want to hang around wise people, good things are going to happen. I want you to write it like this. A wise person hangs with other wise people. We just hang together. Now, what does it mean to be a wise person? Who do you want to look for? You want to look for a person who believes and lives out the truth of the Bible. You want to look for a person who is in relationship themselves with others. They're growing. They're maturing. They're becoming more like Jesus. The Bible says, if you're going to be a growing follower of Christ, you're going to be involved. In fact, he gives us in the New Testament more than 50 one another commands. Love one another. Encourage one another. Support one another. Challenge one another. Forgive one another. You can't do any of those unless you're in some kind of a small group setting. 
You can't do it. You're by yourself. So I want you to listen to Chuck Swindoll. It's a great passage. So focus your mind. It'll take a moment. Just focus your mind. Clear it, clear it, clear it. Listen to me. He titles it this. Us and we, not I and me. Nobody is a whole chain. Each one is a link. But take away one link and the chain is broken. Now nobody is a whole team. Each one is simply a player. Take away one player, the game is forfeited. Nobody is a whole orchestra. Each one is a musician. But take one musician away, and the symphony is incomplete. Chuck goes on, we need each other. You need someone. Someone needs you. Isolated islands, we're not. Now, I want you to listen to this, and I want you to see if this is happening in your life. To make this thing called life work, we got to lean and support. Let me just stop there for a second. There's going to come lots of times in your life when you're going to have to lean on somebody. You got a lab report. You got a pregnancy report. You got a pink slip. And you can't take it. Do you have anybody to lean on? If you're not in a small group, if you're not related, you do not. And if you don't lean, you're going to fall down. He says lean and then support. Are any of you this support to people? See, if you're in a small group, you're going to be a support for somebody who goes, I can't, I can't help it. That's okay. Okay, let's pray. I've been there. I've been just like you. But we can get this thing together with God and you and me. That's the small group. You're going to try to do life? Life as difficult as it is? Impossible. Chuck says, we got to lean and support. We have to relate and respond. We have to give and take. We have to confess and forgive. We have to reach out and embrace. And we have to release and rely on one another. Now listen. Since none of us is a whole, independent, self-sufficient, super capable, all-powerful hotshot. I like it. Let's quit acting like we are. Life's lonely enough without playing that silly role. The game's over. Let's link up. The game's over. Let's get real. Get yourself into one of our small groups, home groups, one-to-one disciple, and one-on-one, seven-on-one, someplace where you can do exactly. You're not a hot shot. You're not a standalone. There will be a day that you'll break down and sob because of life. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a time to weep. But you need to be around God and people when those times come. I want you to turn to Psalm chapter 1. I want to finish this with a comparison. Psalms chapter 1, you're just one book back from where you're at. Psalms 1. Now, when I usually do Psalms, if I teach Psalms 1, I usually take two weeks to go through Psalms 1. We're going to do it in about 12 minutes. Are you ready? This is called the quick course. But there's some great principles. When you turn to Psalm 1, right as you get there, I want you to write kind of in your margin in your Bible. Here's what I want you to write. It's a contrast. So here's what I want you to write in your margin there. It's the contrast between the influence of the word, W-O-R-D, contrast between the influence of the word 
and the influence of the world. The world is ruled by Satan, his way of doing things. The word is God's world, how he does it. So it's the influence between the word and the world. It's really an explanation of Proverbs 13, 20. Now look at it, verse one. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, that'd be a foolish person, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. So the psalmist begins by saying this, if you're going to be a wise Christ follower, there's some things you don't do, there's some places you don't go, and there's some company you, you just don't keep. You see, notice walk, stand, and sit. It's a progression, a slow compromising erosion of what we know is right. So a wise Christ follower isn't going to spend their quality time around unbelievers We have to be around unbelievers, for sure, because we're going to be light and salt. But we have to be careful that this progression of compromise is not happening. Satan is very wise, and he is out to move us away from the will of God. Now, remember that the person is often being deceived because they don't have somebody saying into their life, wait a minute, what are you you doing? The enemy will bring people into all of our lives, all kinds of people, relationships, all kinds of things into our life. To do one thing, as Romans 12 says, to squeeze us into the way the world thinks. Well, what does the world think? The world thing just thinks about themselves. Don't think about God. So they want to do that. So we walk, there's walk, and then we stand, and then we sit right down. That's a whole progression. It's a slow compromise of becoming like the world. See, and if you're not around other believers, there's nobody saying to you, don't get on the ledge. Put your umbrella down. There's nobody saying that. And the next thing you find, you didn't just walk by the ledge. You stopped and looked at it. And then you got between it. And the next thing is disaster. Well, how did that happen? Slow compromise, slow erosion. Nobody walks in one day and goes, well, I'm done with God, see ya. It's a slow erosion, a downward spiral. Here's what I want you to write. A wise Christ follower is not influenced by the world. Now, we have to be very proactive not to be influenced. You have to understand that the world is going to squeeze you into its mold. We have to be proactive. How are we proactive? Get in a small group, watch what you read, watch who you hang with, watch what you watch. Stay in the word of God. Now, this downward spiral is seen in individuals. It's seen in our churches. Do you know you can walk into churches today, many churches today, you won't hear the word of God preach. They're going to say this, well, you know, the book of Genesis is just kind of a neat idea. It certainly isn't godly. God didn't create the world. By the way, if you're listening and you're in one of those churches, leave it now and find your church that teaches the word of God. That's all garbage. That's compromise. Who wants to be in a church? But what did Paul tell us? In the end, it's going to get what? Worse and worse and worse. So we wouldn't, shouldn't be surprised. It's going to happen. So individuals can go down this road of erosion. Satan's very patient. He knows how to take us down. 
Churches can go down it. I wish I didn't have to say this, but our nation has already gone down that road of erosion. No longer as a nation does this nation believe this. In God we trust. It's gone. Now, how did it happen? How did, in the 40s when that was true, how did it happen? Well, just overnight. Oh, no, 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 no. Slow erosion. By the way, political statement. How do the radical Muslims, not the, uh, the normal kind people that are, aren't going to be into that stuff. How do the radical Muslims take over our world? Slowly. You move into a country, just produce lots of kids. Pretty soon you're in the political system. No war, no violence. And they rule Europe and they rule London. That's the same way Satan works in your life. Be careful. See, it's very deceptive. And if no one is speaking into our life, if you're not listening to me, you're going to be deceived. Verse 2. How do I counteract that? But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on the law he meditates day and night. That's simply the word of God. The the thing to keep me being squeezed into the world's thinking is to replace that thinking with the thinking of God. This is God's mind to us. Notice three things there, actually four. Attitude, his delight. Pastor Mark, I don't like reading the Bible. Get a correction. Your attitude should be positive. It's good for you. His action. Day and night, he's in the word of God. It's changing him. It's working through him. Colossians 3 says this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. As you teach and admonish him. Uh Uh-oh, here comes the word. Careful. One another. With all wisdom. As you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your heart to God. Understand the next statement you want to write down. Here's the positive. The wise Christ follower is influenced by the word, by the Bible. So I have to be proactive. I have to be on defense against the world squeezing me. But I need to be offense. I have to be in the word of God. That'll always counteract it. Verse 3. Now, if that happens in my life, why is this person blessed? Look at verse 3. He is like a tree planted... By streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, prospers. I have people all the time email me, Pastor Mark, how can I know the will of God? How can I prosper? Hello. Right here it is. If you want a little homework this week, Joshua 1.8. The whole thing about Joshua 1.8 is prosper. Well, certainly we want to prosper. God wants us to prosper. Verse 3 shows us the benefit of a wise person who's allowing the word, the Bible, to transform their life, not the world. So what do I get if I pay attention to God's word and I obey it and I delight to it? I'm not going to be perfect, far from it. I have to forgive myself. I have to ask God to forgive me. But as I'm doing that, what do I get? Here's what you want to write down. A wise person, watch this, is stable, is productive. We're talking about spiritually. Endures. When the storms of life come, you're not shaken. You know they're coming. And prospers. That's the benefits of serving God. Stable life, productive life, fruit of the Spirit, enduring, handling all the difficulties of life, and yet prospering. 
here and in heaven. All of these come from a person who's obeying the word of God. They are in a personal relationship with God and they're being mentored by godly role models in the pulpit and in small settings. That's the wise person. Look at the foolish. Verse four. Not so with the wicked. Not so for the fool. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment nor sinners in the assembly of righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. But the way of the wicked will perish. Notice the empty lifestyle of a person who's walking without a relationship with God. The world has totally influenced their thinking, their living. And notice the final outcome. So what is the result of a person walking without God? Here it is. Write it down. The fool is unstable, fruitless, without stamina, and it ends in poverty. What a contrast. Now, if you just put those out there, and you went into life, and you're 17 and 20, and I put those two statements up, the one I just did, the wise person, stable, productive, endures, and prosperous. The foolish person is unstable, fruitless, without a stamina, ends in poverty. And I'd say, pick A or B. 100% of you pick A. Well, how do I get to A? You have to have personal relationship with God. Now, look at me. I got a few more things to do, but I want you to look at me. What happened in the church? The people in the church back in Philippi that were the ungodly role models is because they never had a personal relationship with God. And some of you here are just like that. You've never known God personally. They were religious people. Their religion was their relationship. It never works. Now, I want you to do one thing. I want you to go to verse 1. Look at verse 1. You're right there. Shout it out. What's the first word? Bless. Bless. Circle it. If I'm a wise person, what am I? Blessed. Now look at verse 6, the last verse, and circle it. What is it? Didn't say that with much, did you? Say it loud. How about that for contrast? The wise person is blessed for here and forever. The foolish person is going to perish. Does that remind you of anything? It should. What did Paul say? Their end is destruction. See, that's why Paul had tears. That's why the psalmist says, be careful, be careful. You have to have a real relationship with God or your final destination will be separation from God forever. It's not a joke. It's the lives of men and women. God's goal is to get you to heaven. Satan's goal is to keep you from heaven. It's always our choice. Now, I want you to turn, last verse, Mark 3, 14. Our role model is always Jesus. And when you get to this role, you'll see how Jesus decided to do life. And it should be, it should be for you and me, a great privilege to copy what Jesus does. Take a look at verse 14. Book of Mark, chapter 3, verse 14. It says this, he, Jesus... Appointed 12, designating them apostles, 
that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. You see, Christianity at its core is about relationships. Jesus says to these men, come and follow me. I want to have a personal relationship with you. I want you to learn to become just like me. I'll be your role model. Let's do life together. That's at, at the core of Christianity. If you call yourself a Christ follower this morning, that's what you're doing. You're doing life with Christ, living inside of you. But see, if I'm doing that, that simply means this. I'm going to be connected not only to God through Jesus, But I'm going to be connected to the people that I hang with that have the same DNA. We want to get to heaven and see how many people we can take with us. As your pastor this morning, I want you to see the importance of being connected to others in healthy, real, honest, ongoing relationships. Jesus' disciples were never the same after those three years of walking with Jesus. And remember, one of those times, Jesus said to Peter, Satan desires to ruin you. Peter was clueless. God protected him. Another time, Satan used Peter. Remember? He said to Jesus, you're not going to the cross. Jesus said, whoa, 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 Peter. The world has influenced you. Get behind me, Satan. See, without Jesus, Peter would have never made it. He was clueless, but he wasn't without Jesus. He was connected. They were never the same. When Peter preaches on the day of Pentecost after he's restored, when he preaches on the day of Pentecost and you go all the way down to the end of chapter 2, what's the key word toward the end of chapter 2 in the early church? The key word is together. They did everything together. Are you? Are you connected? Or are you just going to mark this up another sermon and walk out of this building? Don't do that. You cannot do life alone, and you can't do it successfully. I want to show you this Zambian proverb. I love it. Look what it says. When you run alone, you run fast. But when you run together, you want to, and you're going to run far. I want to run far with you. And the only way that's going to happen is for us to run with Jesus. Full on. Not letting the world squeeze us into its mold. And guys, let's quit trying to do it alone. There's nobody here a hot shot. We need each other. Quit playing a game. Get yourself plugged in. Today, Pastor Mark spent a lot of time warning us about the desire of the world to get us to conform to its ideas about how things should be rather than how God wants us to live our lives. We were reminded that God wants us to reach this generation for Christ. No one else can. We've got to do it. As we do so, we'll see God's blessing poured out on those around us. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. This concludes the teaching, Role Models Part 2. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin the teaching, Role Models Part 3. He will speak about the important role parents have in passing on the principles of God to their children, primarily by modeling Christian living to them. We'll also be reminded of how critical it is for us to have mentors and to be mentoring others. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.